Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear would inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Guys, can we hear it for Douglas? For Douglas. Man, if you didn't learn how to pray after Douglas, man, something is seriously wrong. Because Douglas broke it down. Douglas broke it down. So, uh, listen, we are so grateful to that ministry. Uh, Kids Corner, um, these guys are working hard so that your children during this time don't miss out with lessons and opportunities to continue to grow and to foster an environment and cultivate an environment of conversation at home. So mom and dad, use these lessons so that you can continue to uh, talk during the week. We're going to be uh, trying to upload some of these um, videos so that we could have them on our Kids Corner Facebook page so that you could go back and reference them. So um, good job. I don't know. I think we're going to continue to have Douglas come back maybe in February. We'll see what happens. So let's get right into God's word for us all this morning. Uh, So give me about 20, 25 minutes, and we're going to wrap this up. And uh, please, please, hopefully you have something to write with so you can take some notes, and um, you can then um, use these as a reference on going. So you know that from the moment that we wake up, our day begins with a choice. When our day ends, our day ends with a choice. The alarm sounds in the morning. We choose to get up immediately or we choose to hit the snooze button and convince ourselves that those extra eight minutes are going to make a difference. We'll look through our closet then, whether it's a walk-in closet, small closet. We have to choose what outfit we're going to wear for that day. And then we're going to choose to have a shower or not have a shower, maybe skip it altogether. We'll we'll then have to choose what we're going to wear, how we're going to wear our hair, whether we're going to have a wet look, a curly look, a straight look, or we're going to use gel hairspray, or will we just skip it all together and just wear a hat for the rest of the day? The point is, it's a choice. You have to make. Do we wear sneakers? Do we wear boots, casual shoes, dress shoes, flip-flops, high heels, um, and on and on and on. By the time you finish in the bedroom or in the shower, then you're making your way into the kitchen. And in the kitchen, again, you are immediately bombarded with more choices in the kitchen. Am I going to drink coffee? Am I going to drink tea? Am I going to drink water? Am I going to drink orange juice? Am I going to have cereal, toast? Uh, Am I going to have uh, a breakfast shake? Man, I'm getting hungry. (laughs) The point is choices, choices, choices. That's all the choices that you have to make even before you get into the car. And then once you get into your car, you still have more choices to make. Uh, Am I going to take the freeway? Am I going to take the back roads? Are there shortcuts? Am I going to drive through the city? Man, 
more choices, choices. How we live tomorrow is an assortment of choices that we've made yesterday and today. I'm going to say that one more time so you can write that down. How we live tomorrow is an assortment of choices that we've made yesterday and today. You want to know something that's a bit more trivial, how and who and or what I'll be tonight hinges on the choices that I'm going to make right now at this very moment. If I want to make better choices, then I'm going to need reliable information to make better choices. I am on, you know, um, the more informed I am on any matter, on any topic, the better suited I am to make choices. In 1973, in 1973, I'll bring that over here, just 19, in 1973, um, it was officially made into a mandate, a law that required all packages and all food items, okay, to have a label that the FDA began to move on this process that they were focused so that they could give the consumer information, as much information as possible so that he or she could make better and informed choices. Got it? As a result of that information that was provided on the labels, they saw considerable drops in cases of high blood pressure, heart failure, diabetes, and more. Because people were better informed of both benefits and consequences, people were able to make better calculated choices. The information that they were exposed to led to people making better choices for themselves and for their family. This week, a group of investors, I'm sure you guys, most of you have probably heard about it, they were made pervy to good investment information that was allegedly kept or withheld from others, and it made a small group of investors very, very, very wealthy. Information that is given or information that is withheld allows people to make wiser choices or constrict them from making better choices. We find this to be the case with a now considerable older Joshua who knew that his life was now coming to an end. We've been talking about Joshua for the last four weeks. He's been the protagonist for the entire month of January. And now Joshua has grown older and he has helped the people of Israel take full possession of their promised land and very few things are now left um, on his bucket list before he's passing away. As a result of Joshua's leadership, an entire nation is now settled in a land that they have claimed to be their own. They have now taken possession over vineyards, over cattle, cities, townships, and more by simply following information that's been provided them by their spiritual leader, Joshua. 
Now, he is about to pass away, and he knows this. He knows that his time has come, and his and, and he leaves his people critical information for the posterity of the nation. So we're going to read out of Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. We only have one verse that we're going to read. Joshua 24, verse 15. This is, this, is, this is Joshua speaking. He says, but if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your, your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But then he goes, but as for me and my family, other virgin says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then he dropped the mic and he walks away, all right? So this is Joshua. So what we have here, literally, guys, is a, is a pep rally of sorts. As their leader in matters of warfare, uh, he'd often give the troops a pep talk. And what we have here, this is a, a hurrah moment, a military hurrah moment with the troops. He's talking to the people of Israel right before he passes away, and he's giving them a pep talk. Joshua is trying to stir up the crowd, and he's, he's getting them excited for their next season. Now, in this particular moment, their next season would be without their faithful, beloved leader. So he's giving them a last a last address. This is their last, his last address. And, and, and what he chooses to address is indicative of his heart and indicative of his spirit for the lives of the people of Israel. Joshua did not choose to talk about a stockpile of weapons as he's addressing them for the last time. He doesn't choose to speak about a budget or the reserves. He doesn't speak about the condition of their arsenal or their armory. But Joshua simply focuses on their relationship with God in relationship to their home. This is the two areas that Joshua is focusing on. Their relationship with God and their relationship with God in the home. Are you following me? Are you following that? Joshua tells the people, you can serve that God or you can serve this other God. But then he goes, but me, my household, my family, we will serve the Lord. The people, of course, they make a commitment that day. If you follow and you read along uh, into the next chapter, you read that the people make a commitment that day that they would commit to serving God of Israel and only God, the Lord of Israel. But this should really impress us all as sons and daughters. If you are a son, if you are a daughter, if you consider yourself to be a follower of Jesus, God the Most High, this should impress you. This choice alone, the choice to follow and serve God now and forever is a choice in and of itself, a matter of life or death. But this choice we learn by what Joshua is emphasizing isn't just relegated to you as an individual. The choice of serving the Lord 
wasn't for Joshua alone. Joshua wanted to demonstrate that he not only had influence in matters of spirituality in the community that he led, but he also wanted to show that in his private life, in his family life, Joshua had influence to the capacity where he could make such a bold statement like, as for me and my family, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, Joshua, he didn't say that I'm raising my family to be democratic in their life choices. Joshua didn't say, I'm, I, I want my children to grow up in a household where they could make decisions based on their feelings, based on their own findings, based on what they read. Nope. Joshua spoke to the nation of Israel as a man who had earned both influence with the people in the community and influence in his home as a dad, as a husband. Joshua was concerned more by the path that they follow spiritually than with anything else. Now remember and take this into consideration, these are his words prior to his passing. He would never address the people again after this. And what does he choose to tell the people? Choose God. Choose God. Joshua didn't just want the people to have information about the God he served, but he wanted the people to have a relationship with the informer of the information. You got that? This is very helpful to us today. So as we wrap up, as we wrap up our, our, our last Sunday of the month, I want you to take this into consideration. I want to leave you with these four things that we can get out of what Joshua is telling the people of Israel. Number one, number one, I want you to write these down. I'm going to give you four of them. Number one, be the voice, a source of reliable information for your household. Um, Becky, bring that back over here to me if, if you don't mind. Thank you, hon. So, so, so what is, what is Joshua saying? Be that label. Yes, I want you to be that label. Be that voice. It's reliable. If you have this label in your life, all right, this will translate to what? Making informed choices, informed decisions. Thank you, guys. The pastor, the school teacher, your team coach, the dance instructor, the karate teacher should not have life influence over you, dad and mom. Dad, mom, we need to fight with everything to be a constant source of reliable information for our family. This is not the responsibility of the Sunday school teacher. It's not the responsibility of government. It's not the responsibility of the school system. It is your responsibility to be a voice, a source of reliable information for your household. More and more, our children are walking away from God by the time they enter the 10th grade in high school. 
It used to be that children will walk away once they got to college. Now it's happening in high school. And it's happening in high school because there is such a disconnect and reliable information between parents and their children. You know, my father's conviction, my father's conviction followed by his lifestyle was more evidence of God's existence than any science, any instructor, or any book to me. My dad's life, my dad's conviction, how he loved God, how he really, he was convinced in God's existence. That was enough for me to be influenced in all of my decisions in life. Believing something because my dad or my mom believed in, in, in their heart of hearts was enough for me. And it should be enough for your children. Your children do not need to go into high school, into college, and lose their faith because of an instructor, because of a professor. No, they should know this is work for dad. This is work for my mom. It's work for my uncles. This is work for my cousins. This is work for granddad. It's work for grandmom. And I know it's going to work for me. This is why I believe this. Parents, this is going to hurt a little. I know this is going to hurt a little. But if your kids, if your kids don't believe in the God you serve, chances are that the information you're providing isn't convincing them enough. I know that hurts. Let that one sting a little. Number two, keep the information short and sweet. You know, Joshua's message was a simple one. Choose that God or choose that other God. But me and my family, we're going to serve God. That was his message. The topic of God and his ways don't have to turn into a midweek Bible study. No, a lot of parents have done this in the past and it drives their kids away. It doesn't need to turn into some kind of a... Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, a lecture. No, be real with your children. Be authentic, be transparent and use every opportunity as a teachable moment to tell them about God, his compassion, his mercy and his goodness. Joshua simply told the people not to serve that God, don't serve that other God. And 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 this was it. It was a, is a very short, relevant a message that his kids got. Give your family information that's catchy, that they're always going to remember, that's unforgettable. In my house, we spoke about basically four things constantly. I talked to my kids about a criminal record, about credit history. We talked about having children out of wedlock. And over and over, I repeated that Jesus was at the center of all of our choices and decisions. That was it. So keep it Simple, keep the information short and sweet. Number three, number three, point your home, point your home to a Lord, a Lord, a Lord. You know what's a Lord? A Lord is a master of a land or a master of a territory. Point your home to the direction of a Lord, not a religion, not a faith, not a tradition. Joshua pointed the people of Israel to serving the Lord 
not to visiting the tabernacle. He, he pointed the people to serving the Lord, but he did not turn them to upholding cultural traditions. Joshua pointed the people in the direction of the Lord. Many times we push our children towards baptisms when they're not even ready for baptisms or missions trips that they don't want to take and Christian schools that they don't want to attend. And we do this sometimes in an effort to get them connected to God and the things of God. And what we don't realize is that we put a wedge between our children and ourselves because our children desire to hear God and learn about God from you, dad, from you, mom. The best message of God that you can give your family, that you can give your spouse, you can give your children, and the people around you is simply to be a godly you. Did you get that? That's the best message you can give anyone. Be a godly you. Number four, the last one, and we're wrapped up for today. Live your life with a sincere and constant concern to see your family as a whole saved. Let me say that again. Live your life with a sincere and a constant concern to see your family as a whole saved. You know that the very last thing that Joshua left the people of Israel was this pursue God pursuing pursuing God is never listen it's never a place that you arrive pursuing God is never a walk of Sundays to Sundays as sons and daughters pursuing God is about a constant choice daily choice that we will follow God daily, that we will pursue him daily in all of our choices. We do this in good times. We do it in bad times. We do this in hurting times. We do this in times of pain, highs, and lows. We make a conscience decision to follow and point those in our household in the direction of the one that saves not just your life but he saves your entire being this needs to be a daily choice again let me go over those four points number one be the voice or a source of reliable information for your household number two keep the information short and sweet number three Point your home to a Lord, not a religion, not a faith, not a tradition. And lastly, live your life with a sincere and a constant concern to see your family as a whole saved. This is my heart. This is my desire for all of those that are in my household, those that come in, that I come in contact with every week. Um, I, I don't. This is I don't change my tone. This is it. This is the tune. Uh, this is what I tell people. This is how I live. And um, I want to encourage you in the days to come that just like Joshua, you take every opportunity in your home to point your family to God, to point your family to the Lord and all that you do, but that you're not doing it um, 
by uh, forcing your kids to, to, to read Bible scriptures, that you're forcing them to pray, that you're forcing them to, to, to do things um, in a religious context. No, but that they can see that dad loves God, that they can see that mom loves God, and they can see it in your daily conduct. They can see it in the way you make your decisions. They can see that even when dad is being tempted um, in anger, how he conducts himself. All of these things are a lesson. They are a message that God is the God that we choose to honor and to follow. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnote.org. See you next time.